Hello, Vic. Yes, yes. Can you hear me okay? Yep, yep, everything's okay. No problems at all. Okay, let me just uh, press this little button here. Thanks for your time. I appreciate that very much. That's all right. Not a problem. Now, I was going to say, if my research is correct, Vic, uh, 1956 to 58 you played with Richmond in the seniors. Is that right? That's right, yes. How did you get to Richmond? Um, Well, when I I played in the forts, uh, Richmond forts, um, we lived at 416 Cunner Parade Morielli. So... Um, Andy Brennan was the coach at the time, and he used to live next door to my grandmother in Wallingham Street, Richmond. <laughs> and anyway, um, he said to me, what are, you, what are you doing now? And I said, nothing. I said, I can't get a game of football down uh, locally. Mm. And he said, why don't you come up and play with the force? So I said, oh, I probably wouldn't be good enough. He said, well, we don't know, do we? So anyway, I went up there. And uh, I played with the Forts for two years. Um, and then I went up to the Thirds. And then I played um, on and off with the Thirds and the Seconds. Um, the Thirds used to be the curtain races to the Firsts mm-hmm. in those days. Um, and sometimes they would turn around and say to me after I played about three quarters of a match with the Thirds, oh, you can come off and we want you to go down to the play with the with the seconds. Oh, so right. they had a taxi they had a taxi already there. So I, I went down there and played you know, on and off for the seconds. Um, then the next year, um, was virtually the same. Um, I would play with the with the thirds and the and the seconds. And then of course the next year I was, I was nineteen then, so um, it was they um, asked me, um, could I play with the seconds mm-hmm. uh, in their in their first training teams? And I said, oh, yeah, would I ever? <laughs> so anyway, that's how I come to play with the first. I played with the seconds for um, on and off and the first for on and off. Um, and then the seconds at the time, um, they played off in, well, well, we played off at the time. Uh, in the grand finals, but the first were down the bottom of the ladder, and they weren't picking the right team for the first to play, and they concentrated on the seconds. So therefore, uh, for just on two years, um, I played in the seconds for all the time, and they were dropping people down from the first <laughs> to the seconds to regain their uh, mojos. Um, <laughs> And we were getting just on the ground all the time. There was um, Betty Language, uh, Ronnie Allstop, uh, uh, Frankie Dunham, yeah. um, and I, I forget who else it was. Anyway, uh, we weren't getting picked in the firsts, and we were playing second eight in football. And then um, after that season, uh, Roy Wright, um, I must admit, um, with him, um, he said about halfway through the season, how come you're not picking Biggie Naismith, Teddy Language, Ronnie Orsop, uh, Frankie Dunnan, and uh, Ronnie McDonald hmm. in the teams at all? He said they're getting the best on the ground all the time and they're not getting picked. And we were, of course, we were getting pissed off about it. 
because mm. um, we're only playing second 18 football when we're good enough to play first. Um, mm. And then on and off, I played with the firsts. Um, and then we had a, um, a high night at the Richmond Football Club, like we used to do nearly all the time on the home matches in those days. And the opposing team come in, mm. not like now, I should imagine. Um, and anyway, they had a dance night, and um, Jack Titus spat on my shoes. So I grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and pushed him up against the bloody lockers. And um, at that time, Neville Crowe was a great mate of mine. Mm. Uh, he said, for Christ's sake, Victor, bloody one hitting me, you'll kill him. Um, because Neville and I used to be, you know, great mates. He was my best man, and I was a good instrument at his wedding. So, you know, I got on real well with Neville. Um, and anyway, the next season, um, of course, you wouldn't want to know it. I got the arse from Richmond and played with Oakley. There's a, there's a lot to take in there, Vic, and it's an incredible journey. Am I just right? Are you, are you, saying, that the, the, are you saying that the Richmond Football Club got rid of you because of the fight with Jack Titus? Yes, yes. No, no two ways about it. Because Jack Titus was the head of the selection committee. Yes, of course he was. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I went to Oakley, yeah. and then I, I won their best and fairest the first year I was there. And um, the second year, um, Oakley won the grand final, and when they won the grand final, um, that was my last, not the last football, but the year next, um, I played one game, and then I said, no, this is not where I'm supposed to be. So I never played again. Do do we know why there was that Titus sort of incident at the at the dance? Uh, did you ever did no. you ever have a run in with him previously? No. no. Okay. But he used to spit everywhere though. Um, not just on, on me, but anywhere, you know. You know stiff at a, um did you back and then spit it out all over the place, you know? And uh, this time I was pissed off about it, and, and of course I, I reacted. Now, um, Titus himself would later on, I mean, Titus would stay at the club for, for, for decades and, and obviously go yeah. in, into the pub, and I, he died in 1978. Did you and him um, uh, speak to each other after this, years later? No. no. Um, we had um, one reunion, I think it was, at the Melbourne. Um, Oaktown, but that's about it. I, I, ha, I played golf in their uh, past players association through Standy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about all. So you didn't. So you two, your paths never really crossed again. Oh no, never. You talk about the Richmond Fourth, and that's something that not a lot of people discuss um, yeah, in yeah. Richmond's history. But there is some great players. I think Roger Dean came from the Fourth later on, and yeah, uh, yeah, Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie yeah. Rifle, I think, as well. Um, yeah. So who Billy was Clements. who? Big pun. Billy Clements played with the. Oh yes. With us as well. Who did you? Um, the, so who was coaching? Was Andy Brennan coaching? Yeah, he coached the Fourths. Did he also coach the Thirds? Um, as well. No, I don't think so. Okay. So the force, um, the force were based, were, were made up of. Um, un, you had to be under the age of seventeen. Okay. And did you have to be living in particular areas? 
Oh, no, no, nothing like that in those days. So you could come from anywhere? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the only reason why I, I played at Richmond yep. was um, the train stopped at Richmond Station. And then I walked to the free ground. Hold on, the, which train are you taking? Um, the Frankston line. I got on a Parkdale. Right, and you're, tra what, you're travelling into the city? Yep, my train, yep. To, to go what, to go to, just to, 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 to go to the game or just to go into the city in general? No, no, just to, just to play football. Okay, and it stops there, so it's right, right. nearby. So it's, it's right. yep. handy. Well, it's at the Richmond Station. You just walk, get out of Richmond Station, walk down Swan Street, yeah. under the bridge, and you're at the footy ground. There was a Richmond Force coach too at that stage, maybe a year or so after, called Keith Hearn. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I hardly know anything about Keith Hearn. What, what do you remember about him? No, I, I don't. Well, I was in the I was in the thirds then. Oh, you were elevated, uh, right? So, who was coaching the thirds? Um, I wonder. I forget the No, Dick Harris. I think it was. Dick Harris. Yeah. Well, a champion player himself. Yeah. Right. I can't. I can't. I can't remember for sure. Well, I think Dick also. <laughs> In the reserves, you would have Austin. had Cole Austin, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, Colin Austin, mm. he coached the thirds and the seconds. <laughs> because when, when um, I got the ask from Richmond, yep. uh, Cole Austin was, was coach for Box Hill. Right, yep. And he he come down to see me. Uh, and I said, oh, well, I'm open for the best offer. Um, because I didn't know I was getting the ask until these people come up. So Kenny Bird... He was the president of Oakley. Yeah. Um, he come come down to see me, and um, anyway, I like the way that that um, that he organised things. You know, he said, "Oh yes, that's all right. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that." Yeah. And I said, "Well, it's like this." I said, "I haven't got a car because in those days I couldn't afford it. Yeah. I couldn't afford anything." Yeah. Um, so he said, "Look," he said, "One of our players come from." Karim, um, uh, he can pick you up at training and take you home at training nights if you like. Mm -hmm. I said, well, getting there is no problem because I'll go by Ventura bus. You know, I'll walk to Morty Alec um, and then catch that Ventura bus and that, that stops right outside the Oakley football ground. Uh, and and um, the other chap can take me home. So he used to do that. And then if a Saturday he'd pick me up and we'd, we'd go and play football. Um, and then night told me to drop me back home. So that was that was terrific, and that's the reason why I went to Oakley. Who um, who broke the news to you that you were no longer at Richmond? Uh, Kenny Bird. Who, sorry? From Kenny Bird, the president for Oakley Football Club. He told you that you weren't yep. with Richmond anymore. Yep, yep. He said I was on the free list. Wow. So but no one at the club told you. And he said, and now I'll tell you why. They wanted you guys from Oakley. Oh, okay, yep. Um, for Richmond. Right. So they said, well, well, we'll give you two for one. Yep, yep. And that's when I learned that I was getting the R. So then and I rang I rang Maury Fleming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to him, you know, it's, not, it's a shoddy deal, um, the way that you blokes have, have gone about it. And he said, well, I don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, 
I said, anyway, I said, Colin Austin's been down to see me. And I said, and he's at, he's at Boxville. Hmm. And I said, so how do they know that, that I was going to get the arse anyway if something never happened from here, from hmm. Mitchell Football Club? Hmm. So that's, and then um, after I played with uh, Oakley, um, they were terrific. No two ways about it. And I hadn't been back for to Richmond for just on 20 years. Could even be longer. And Stanley said to me, why don't you come and watch a football match one day? And I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Anyway, I went there one day and um, I was surprised how many old, older players they were that actually turned up. Yeah, you know, Cavill mm. Row was mm. one of them. This was at like a function. This was like at a function before the game. Is that right? Like a former yeah. players function. Oh well, it wasn't for the players. It was half time that I went down there and after the match. Okay, right. So this was your um, first time back at Richmond in twenty years. Yeah, and that's that was at the MCG. Yep. Anyway, and that that, that sounds that sounds like that that maybe helped you heal a bit of a rift with the club. Is that right? Yeah, it, it did really, but. Stanley was the um, instigator of it because I, I would have gone back without Stanley because uh, he was he had a lot to had to do, a lot to do with the past players association. Yes, now Stan Stan Naismith we're talking about here. Stan was your my uncle. Your uncle, sorry, your uncle. Yes, I met Stan a few times. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that that's the reason why um, I was, I said to him one day, you know. Um, uh, would you like my jumper to be put into the museum? Are we talking your Richmond jumper? No, my Olympic jumper. If if I can just interrupt for a moment, just so we don't lose track of this, after you've yeah. d- during this time when you're at Richmond, the yeah. the Olympics have been won by Melbourne, and they're going to host the Olympics. And there was a decision to have a um, demonstration of Australian rules football. That's right. And yes. a, a and team the demonstration football match was the amateurs that played league football played yeah. the amateurs themselves. Yes, yeah, so the VFL hyphen VFA uh, versus the Victorian amateurs, and yeah. you were picked. Were you? How, how did you become part of this Olympic team? Well, it was it was like this. Um, seeing that I was I was playing for Richmond as an amateur because um, I was one of the four best javelin throwers in Australia at the time. My whole idea was to play, to go to the Olympic Games and throw the javelin. Anyway, um, so that's why I was an amateur playing league football. And then I, we found out that there was about 100 um, players that played league football as amateurs. And out of that, out of that 100, it got worked down to 20. Um, so, anyway, um, there was about six Ruckman there. I was one of them. Ray Gablick was another one. Um, Corner. Um, anyway, I got picked because I fell back. And at the time, I said to the coach, who was um, Andrew, Bruce Andrews, mm-hmm. he was the coach, I said to him, how come you picked? No, I said, that's great. I said, but how come you pick me full back and not playing ruck? He said, well, he said, 
if you have a look at all the, all the players that have come down here and try and get in here, they can only kick one foot and you can kick the foot at the time. All right. And so every match that we had, we had um, three matches beforehand, I was full back. Um, and with me being able to kick left and right foot, the time, all I had to do was go out to the end of the square and make up my mind if I'd kick a left foot or a right foot. If I kick a left foot, it goes to the right. If I kick a right foot, it goes to the left. And a lot of, a lot of our players knew that. And, of course, they went different sides, and I had a choice of which, which way I picked it. So you were, That's why I was full back. You were proficient on both feet? Yeah, yeah, If you were lining up for goal to kick a goal, hypothetically, which foot would you yeah. use to kick a goal? Oh, it would be right foot. Okay, but you had the incredible ability to, to kick with the opposite foot, which was your left. Yeah, yeah. In the Olympic team, there was you, there was... Um, Frank Dunnan as well, um, yeah, yeah. Ray Allsop. Yes. Um, tell us, what was the jumper that you wore? Oh, um, our, our jumper was green with white cuffs and white collars. We had, um, I think it was white, white shorts and uh, green socks with white tops on. And the amateurs, they had white socks with green tops on. They had white jumpers with green collars on. And in the front, we had the five interlocking circles. The Olympic rings. Yeah, yeah. And your jumper, after all these years, survived incredibly in perfect condition. Yeah, it is, yeah. And I, I, have, I had seen it previously at the Richmond Museum, and I know that you've got it lovely framed as well. Um, yeah. I think you said you've also got some medals with it too. What medals did you win? Australian uh, for the veterans, like um, I won the Australian heavy, heavyweight championship for the hammer and the heavyweight mm -hmm. uh, three years in a row. So I was Australian champion. Um, many hammer records and, um, yeah. and medals, you know, gold medals for the throwing hammer. Yeah. Um, I dislocated my shoulder so I couldn't throw the javelin very well, but I've got medals for the discus. Um, so that, that was my lot for the, um, the veterans. You were in contention um, yeah. for Olympic selection as a javeler, but you've injured your shoulder. Is that what happened? That's right, yes. How yeah. did you hurt your shoulder? Um, well, I was a baker. You're a what, baker. sorry? A baker. A baker, right, yep. Yeah, you know, a bread baker. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I used to deliver the the, um, the flour in 150-pound bags at the time. Right. And you carried a, a bag on your shoulder, yeah. and when you place it down into a, into a schoolroom, you made a ladder for yourself. You know, the one bag and the next bag was two bags, and the next bag was three bags and four bags, and you worked right up to the corner, and that could be 10 bags high hmm. in the corner, and then you worked your way back down down the bottom. Mm -hmm. So when we got about halfway up, bloke in front of me, uh, he put his bag down and I stood on the bag and he didn't put it down square mm -hmm. and I went from under my foot and then I had the 150 pound bag on my shoulder mm -hmm. 
and of course I fell ass over Ed and hurt his shoulder and mm. we had a contention. If um, if you didn't have that injury, would you have made the Olympic team? Oh well, yes. Yep. I, they had three competitors in in the, in the Olympics for Australia. Mm-hmm. Well, I was around about first or second at that time. Right. So there was no way, no, no, I would have missed out. Yeah. So you did end up at the MCG in the yes, um, yes. demonstration sport of Australian football. Was this held yeah. actually during the Olympics or was it before the Olympic Games started? Do you remember? Uh, no, it was, um, it was the curtain road, you know, the, the first thing after the, um, the opening game ceremony. Oh, right, okay, yep, um, yep. And then they, they played, um, well, Australian rules, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and then they had other other odds and ends around, um, dancing girls and all of that at half time and, and all that. It was a, a full day's full day's thing out. Uh, it must have been over a hundred thousand people there. Um, Did you not uh, just to see not just to see the football? Yeah, of course. Um, there was um, running race. There, there was. Um, I think it was. Uh, Five thousand meters or ten thousand meters. Yep. Um, on as well um, while we were playing. Were you able so to? Were you, were you able to stay and watch the Olympics at other days at all? Oh, oh yes, I had tickets for every day. <laughs> wow. Uh, I used to belong to the Rentone Athletic Club, mm-hmm. uh, and I used to do all the events for the athletic club. Um, and then the athletic clubs were um, um, given first preference of any, any seating arrangements before the tickets come out on the market. So we had our tickets about 12 months before the Olympics. Um, and then we were doing up Collingwood Oval, which is a Mentone Athletic Club, because we used to train at the race course. And... Um, after the Olympic Games, um, Mentone Athletic Club um, got the set, got the track, the running track, mm-hmm. and um, they got it for free. <laughs> and we made Dromore Oval at uh, Mentone. Um, and the, the cinders on that were the cinders for the 56 Olympic Games. Wow. Goodness. Yeah. So we've done, we done all the work. Hopefully... Um, straight out on the track, or you know, shovels, mm-hmm. shifted all the dirt and everything else. Yeah, so, uh, if we go to your time at Richmond, uh, what position did you play in the senior team at Richmond? Um, I played rucking and uh, forward pocket, um, changing with um, uh, Roy Wright. Well, um, well, that must have been. Uh, and some, sometimes, a lot of the times I played it in the back pocket. Um, I changed with, um, who was it? I forget who it was. Um, yep. But we changed it in the back pocket. Uh, in, the, in the Argus newspaper of 1956, it mentions you, Vic, and it says that Richmond's Vic Naismith probably bounces the ball more than any other player in the game. 
On Saturday against Fitzroy, he had a run and a bounce practically every time he had the ball, and he always got his kick in. Is that a fair assessment of your play? Yes, it was. Because um, I used to um, run in the Harriers in the athletic club. I used to run the 400, 800 uh, in the mile race. Uh, and I used to run this, well, it was um, uh, five, five, five miles and 10 k's, which are 5,000 metres and 10,000 metres. Right. And I used to do all those. Mm-hmm. Um, I could run extremely fast for about the 10, 15 metres mark, mm-hmm. and then I slowed down to to my speed, and that was all the time I could run like that all day. Right. Um, so... It's it's the same, well, not so much now, but it's it, if you can run for the 10 metres or 10 yards in those days, uh, fast enough to get away from your opponent, you always got your kick in. And that was something that you, you, you would do often. You were, Did many plays in the team sort of run and bounce? Uh, or a few, but not, not as much as me. Yeah. In... In another version of the Argus newspaper of 1956, it says that Richmond coach Max Oppie has had to put young follower Vic Naismith on a diet. He's even watching what he has at three-quarter time. Vic usually likes something a little heavier at half and three-quarter time. So while the other players are eating an orange, he sits there chewing chicken rolls. Chicken rolls, yeah. Is this true? There's a reason for that because... um I was a pastry cook and bread baker and we used to work at the night time. So I'd start work at 10 o'clock at night on on uh, Friday night yep. and finish around about 8 o'clock Saturday morning. Oh. And then I used to run home from Cheltenham to um, Morty Alec, yep. uh, have a shower, get changed, get in the train to go to Richmond to play football. So therefore, from 10 o'clock at night until, well, until I played football and got somebody to eat, um, I never used to have anything to eat. Oh. You know, wouldn't not have breakfast or anything like that. Yeah. Um, because I was working. Well, that explains that. And I, and I, yeah. I can understand why. I mean, that's incredible. From 10 o'clock, from 10 p.m. onwards the night before, you basically, you, well, you haven't got any sleep either, have you? No, no, no. Until no, after no. the game. Yeah. You seem such an sorry. You seem such an athletic person. Um, were, yeah. you, were your parents athletes? No, no. What did your parents do, Vic? Uh, my mother and my father finished up catering. They were caterers. Well, there's a food uh, connection yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> for weddings and parties and all of that. Okay. Yep. Birthdays yep. And, and everything else. Yep. So they used to cater for them. And then um, a lot of times um, I used to drive the girls home after they'd finished the shift for, for dad right. at the weddings. So that could be, you know, one o'clock in the morning um, and drive them home. You got a mum and dad, they were working the next day, you know, at home and home mm. um, for, for jobs later on. So dad didn't have time to uh, take the girls home. Um, Instead of, take, instead of getting packages home, um, he made sure that all the, all the staff got 
taken home to their front doors. And I was his chauffeur. Right, yes. Um, so the system, system worked all right. <laughs> it seems as though from your time at Richmond, even in the, jun- in the junior levels, that Roy Wright seemed to be a bit of a constant theme in your time at Richmond. I noticed in 1954 in the Herald it has a photograph of Roy Wright with a lot of the players from the Richmond Thirds and they're named. I'll just read some out. We've got Ray Jordan, who's obviously Slug Jordan, Um, Nick uh, Sittinbinis, Graham Frazier, Ray O'Toole, John Jenkins, Tom Connors, Trevor Hart, Bernie Williams, Malcolm Robinson, Vic Naismith and a guy called Mick Gorman. Um, so right from the start, Roy's sort of coaching you in the thirds and the seconds and the first, isn't he? Yes, well, he did. Um, and, and that's why um, he would, well, put a bluntly, he was pissed off that none of us got a, um, Johnny Jenkins was the same. Yep. Um, you get a run in the first when the first were down the bottom mm-hmm. and the seconds were up the top. Yep. And no matter what, which way you work around it or anything like that, the, the facts are there in, in writing. Yeah, yeah. And these photographs are sometimes great because it looks as though you're in you're inside in the Richmond room. There's a couple of old photographs on the wall of Percy Page and all these old officials, and there's Roy with a football yeah. as you're all watching on. I mean, it's all staged, isn't it? But that's what happened yeah, back then, I, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it did. It just happened then, but. Later on nowadays, of course, it's, it's uh, the media for everyone. <laughs> well, it was a big thing to get in the newspaper back then, wasn't it, Vic? Oh, yeah, was it ever. Well, I, my father-in-law was an inspector for the Herald and Weekly Times, and he got me a job as a casual. So at, at a later date, you know, after um, I'd just about finished the first, uh, he got me a job. Uh, working as a uh, down at the Flinders Street Railway Station, putting parcels of tra- parcels of, of papers on the trains from different carriages. Oh, right. Uh, that's where I finished up. I okay. finished up at the, the Sun Night Staff. I was there for thirty-two years. That's a long time of employment. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. yeah. I just want to mention a couple of people who you either played with or you may have seen around the club at that stage. How about in, in, in your early time in the seniors, you had a, a teammate by the name of Tom Hafey. Now, Yes, that's correct. You would have seen Tom as a player. Before. Did, did you think at any stage he, would, he had the coaching ability in him? No, we, Tommy, Tommy Hafey lives at, used to live at Home Morris. Correct, yes. And he used to do a lot of running with, with my mob. Um, and we used to run from... Um, I used to run from Morty Alley to Mentone to start off with, and then we used to run along the beach. We could even run down as far as Frankston right. along the beach in those days. Uh, and there was about 10 of us. There was um, myself, Tommy Hafey, Neil Crompton. Right. He used to play with Melbourne, and he finished up playing for Australia in, in the uh, cricket. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Ian Mathis. Oh, yes. Um, there was Bobby Crow. He was full forward. He finished up full forward for Carlton. Well, there was about 12 of us anyway. Yep. Uh, we used to run just about every morning along the beach. Every 
every Sunday morning anyway. Yeah. You must have been you yeah. must have been one of the fittest people in the in the in the team, Vic. Well, that that was the idea of it really. Yeah. To be fit. And also in this team, around about your time, we've got um, uh, players such as we've got Ron McDonald. Yeah. Uh, he, he was a he was a bank manager, <laughs> um, and he used to live at um, Ormond. Who was your senior coaches at the time? Um, Albie Panham. Oh, you had the great Albie Panham, right? Yeah, and Albie, Albie Panham left Richmond and uh, went to coach Oakley. Right, and um, that's one of the well, one that's that's one of the reasons why I went to Oakley as well because I knew Albie. Yep. Um, Albie uh, famously replaced Jack Dyer, who had been coaching for, yeah. for many years, and I yeah. think that upset Jack a little bit, um, being a, a Collingwood person taken over. Um, did, did you identify Albie as a Collingwood person? Did he turn up in his Collingwood jumper every now and then, or was he solely... No, no, no he, he was... When he, when, he, when he coached uh, Oakley, yep. uh, he, that's all he was, Oakley coach. Gotcha, yep. Uh, and a terrific bloke. Hmm. But, um, you know, I was, I was surprised he went to Oakley, but yet again, yep. um, it's on the, on the run, so. Yeah. Well, after, he, he leaves Richmond um, really early on, and he's replaced as coach at Richmond by Max Oppie. Yep. Who, did you play under Max Oppie? And then Max was replaced by Alan McDonald, who's no relation to Ron McDonald, I don't think. No, no. Oh, that was after me, I think. So you don't, you don't really recall Alan there at all? No. Um, a couple of other people just worth mentioning too is, is the great Alan Cook, who went on to also serve the club in many other capacity. Yeah. Well, he, he played with, with us as well. Yep. Alan Cook. Yep. And uh, Alan Morrow. Right, yes. It was another one. If we t- if we turn our attention to your opponents, who did you play on when you played for Richmond? Who was your opponents? Ken Hans for Carlton. Right. Well, he was tough. Yeah, was he ever? <laughs> uh, I played against um, Boyd for um, South Melbourne. Okay. Yes. You you yeah. played a couple of games at fullback, didn't you? Who did you play on it? Who was full forward at the time? Do you remember? Uh, Bobby Dunham. Oh, and Freddie, Freddie Swift was the, was the fullback. Right. Um, and he went up to uh, Goulburn or somewhere like that. Okay. Like after we left Richmond. Yep. Um, and he, he was a good pick, a real good pick. And as you said, Bobby Dummett was our full forward at the time? Father used to own double shoes up in Hoddle Street. Oh right, okay. Did you ever get a pair of shoes from there? No, no. I, I got my I got my shoes from Raylons. down at, nearly right. I was right. I was at the Richmond Football Ground. What was the store? What was it called? Uh, Raymond's. Oh Raymond's. Okay, yeah. Ray, Raymond. Yep. That was the name of his shoes. Yep. And. Um, in actual fact, my football boots were made by Julius Marlowe. <laughs> were they? Yeah. Well, my my, my father and um, 
Pete and Julius Marlowe um, were great mates. Right. And uh, he said to my father, when Victor plays his first league game of football, I'll make him his footy boots. So that's, that's why I, I had Julius Marlowe football boots. The no. pair of football boots they made. I was going to say, no one else would have had these. Were they, comf- yeah, were they comfortable? Oh, like the gloves. Oh, lovely. And he said, no, I don't want you to put nugget or anything like that on them. He said, you've got to put Fisher's Wonder Wax on them. Fisher's <laughs> Wonder Wax? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you made sure to do that? Yeah, yeah, because it makes them waterproof. Did you keep, did you keep your footy boots? Uh, well, I made them. And ho- well, hopefully he gave you another pair. No, no, only one pair. Well, I wore a, when I um, played for Richmond, um, Oakley in the grand final, one of their, one, I won the best and fairest, and I got a pair of, a pair of Julius Marlowe robes, shoes, a brown pair and a white pair, mm-hmm. and I got two pair of Fletcher Jones trousers <laughs> and three Placo shirts. That was for winning the best and fairest at Oakley. Yeah, yeah. But that was a big thing back then, uh, those those clothes, I'm guessing. Yeah, and I pinched the football. <laughs> that was going to be my last game. You took it. You took it. <laughs> yeah, I took it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I got, the, I got the blokes to sign it. Oh. And actually, my, my youngest son, Kevin, has got it mounted in on his... Um, on his bar at home at his place. Oh, good on him. Isn't that great it survived all these years? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm interested... after it. And I'm interested to know, did you have any involvement with Jack Dyer at all during this time at Richmond? No, no, none whatsoever. Because he had left at that stage. Yeah. Uh, I used to to watch him play when I played the thirds. Oh, yes. Um, What are your memories? I used to stay on after that. After they play, of course, yep. Watch the league. Yep. Yeah. And uh, tell me, what were your memories of him playing? What was he like? Oh well, it's 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 he was a tough guy. <laughs> that's for bloody sure. Um, <laughs> him and Ray Polka. Oh yes. Big hands because you're a hammer thrower as well as a javelin thrower. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. how heavy was the hammer? Um, sixteen pound. And how far could you throw uh, it? Um, around about well, I can. Th- I used to throw it 40, 40 meters. Um, when I went back to athletics, mm-hmm. um, but I think. The hammers are now are in kilo. They're all in kilos now, so I wouldn't know how big, how heavy it was. Yeah. Um, they've kept the same, the same weight as in kilos. Right. The Sixteen pound hammer was nine point seven six or something kilos. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and when when you uh, when you when you're veterans, um, they're in five year groups. And the weights go down, so instead of 
it's um, five kilos when you're 65 or 75 or something like that. And then after 75, it goes down to four kilos and it drops drops down as you, as you get older. Um, you're not as strong or anything like that. Yep. Yeah, so I was throwing the, the five the five kilo hammer uh, about forty two meters. Well, that's that's uh, an impressive feat. Yeah, yeah. Do you still um, are you still uh, keeping fit sporting wise as well? Um, no, because I've um, oh, I, I lift um, every morning. Um, I've got weights in the garage. I do do exercises in the garage, and I'm lifting twenty kilos. Yep. Um, sitting on the seat uh, doing your sit sit down exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, but I um, uh, can't hear out of my left ear now, uh, right ear now, and that's upset the balance. Oh, I see. And to throw the hammer, and the same as golf, I used to play off four once. Um, but now, um, by losing your balance, when you swing backwards and you go to forward, you either lean forward or lean back, you either miss hit the ball on the toe or the heel or miss it all together. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the hammer. When you're throwing your, the, the turning circle, um, it's hand, it's um, heel and toe when you turn around in circles, mm-hmm. um, you fall over. Because right. you, the centre of gravity is not in the centre anymore. Because there's no compensation in it, so you lose your balance. So I don't do anything like that anymore now. Um, so it's a bit of a drag, really. And it's the same as I used to play squash all the time. Yeah. Uh, I represented Australia in the squash over in New Zealand. Um, I, I, I can't... The judgment's not there to hit a squash ball anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I've given that away as well. Do you still follow the Tigers, Vic? Um, yes, I do. Um, I, w- I like watching television. I like watching the football on the television. Yep. Uh, but if Richmond are playing, I watch it. If, if other teams play, okay, I can see the good in all of them. It doesn't matter what team I put what team it is, I don't care who wins or loses, but I can see good passages that play on any side. Yeah. Um, even though um, when Richmond used to play and they used to lose all the time, I used to still watch their good plays, but sometimes they didn't, didn't come off. Hmm. Um, but, um, I'm, well, I class myself as a good coach, but not a football coach. Uh, um, a sports coach. Right. And I can see good things in everybody. Yep. Uh, which is which is good. Well, um, I know uh, on the flip side, Richmond supporters can see uh, the good in what you've done for the club over the years as well. And yeah. I think I speak on behalf of all the Richmond supporters when I say thank you for playing oh, for the Mighty right. Tigers. Yeah. Thank you for Tigerland, being at Tigerland. And uh, also, thank you for uh, the demonstration, Olympic sport too. Yeah, which must well, have been uh, a thrill. There's there's one thing that I, I am going to tell you. Go ahead. When I come when I come going from Parkdale to Richmond by train all the time. Yeah. Um, in those days, um, our 
idea was grey trousers, black pants, and um, a blazer top with the Richmond on the on the pocket. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'd get on the train at at, at Parkdale, yeah. people on the train used to come up, and I used to talk to them all, and we'd travel in the train together, um, and it was great. Um, so I used to go into the to the side gate. Um, and you get off at the train at, at Jollymont. Mm-hmm. Um, you just walk across the road, and there used to be a, um, I don't know if it's still there or not, but a, a big brick building with turnstile styles in it and all of that. Oh, yes, and, yes. Um, well, I'd cut, come in by train, I'd have my bag, and some of the little kids would be there, and I'd give one kid my bag, and he'd go in, and we used to go in the side gate, and I'd say, oh, this is my cousin, you know, and the kids used to leave and go in there. And I used to walk right around the ground then. Um, yeah, so it used to be great with the, with the um, supporters on the train. Uh, no, they would have been grateful as well, um, Vic. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I've really, I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's been wonderful. Oh, well, it's been nice talking to you.